0: The Ten Commandments of Dating Uh, God should forgive me for choosing the term Ten Commandments but actually it's not really accurate even to the Ten Commandments because the original Hebrew Aseret HaDibrot really means the Ten Sayings which kind of takes some of the force out of the word Commandments so here are the Ten Commandments of Dating I'm not sure if they're really commands guidelines and I'm sure there are many more and each one probably could be a presentation in of itself but hopefully what we're going to walk out with tonight is perhaps more clarity on either what we already know about dating or clarity on a new slant a new focus a new angle of how to in the dating protest process how to yeah protest right how to (laughs) get through the dating process so that we arrive at the real goal which is a long-term relationship through marriage. I think it's fair to mention as a beginning that today's dating scene has the increased complexity of being surrounded by a society that is fast losing its confidence In the institution known as marriage and unfortunately not without reason when we look around ourselves we see that number one the high rate of divorce can only be discouraging and even though one feels in love that this is going to work so did everyone else when they first planned to be married they had no expectation necessarily that it was going to end in divorce so in the back of one's mind one hopes not to be a statistic and yet we know that that strong trend is not getting weaker secondly on a more personal basis many of us have the experience that if our own parents were not divorced themselves, many times they weren't necessarily the best role models of a happy marriage. And many times as we mature and we become much more in tune, intuitive and sensitive to nuances, subtleties in communication, we begin to notice as we emotionally mature that our own parents have certain inconsistencies in their communication or barriers in their communication or unwritten agreements about where not to tread, what not to talk about, because it will only lead to an explosion or an unsatisfactory experience. So sometimes our own expectations of how we will perform in marriage is not necessarily supported by having come from a home where we saw a strong relationship that gave us the confidence or tools to walk into the dating process with a total commitment that will be needed for the actual marriage process and perhaps thirdly as we grow older and we see our peers marry We are often discouraged by their own marriages if they aren't themselves happily married. Or by the way their children are turning out, it sometimes frightens us into the child raising process of that part of marriage. So when you put these together, it's not so surprising that in an age of so much information, more than any other generation, In history of mankind. In an age where there's so much more clarity about relationships, the dynamics between males and females of what works and what doesn't work. There are so many professionals, so many professional seminars, so many articles in scientific magazines that have carefully researched the dynamics of male and female, husband wife raising kids that in an age of so much more information and clarity wouldn't one expect to walk into a relationship with more confidence more clarity and yet what do we find that we're stronger and more clear in what we're looking for in what we're looking to attain in the common goals we're trying to build together or do we find Interestingly enough that there's more complexity and perhaps even more confusion Despite the fact that we have so much clarity at our fingertips. What is the gap? What is causing, what is the mechanic that doesn't allow this gap to close between knowing so much more than our parents generation and grandparents generation about relationships about family dynamics about marriage raising kids what is the gap between us knowing so much more and yet when it comes to the actual experience of implementing on a personal basis dating and marriage and child raising we are not necessarily more advantaged the results seem to show that there's more pain than ever before more divorce and the untold pain that comes with that heart-wrenching pain Of how it affects the two spouses, how it affects the children, how it affects extended family and how it affects the children of divorced parents in their confidence and in their own skills that they are coming to when they enter the dating process, relationships and marriage itself so let's move on to the 10 thou shalt and thou shalt not of the dating process And ask ourselves where can we find the how-to practical strategies if you like to call them that will give us this is what I can do on my next date which is a little more different or perhaps a whole lot different than the mindset that I've been bringing to the dating process till now number one thou shalt remember the purpose of dating what does that mean Essentially, we can ask ourselves, what are we looking for when we are searching for the various ingredients in the recipe which we call a successful marriage? When we're looking at a potential spouse, we're looking, looking at a date, and we're asking questions, we're having conversation, what are the qualities, the virtues, the character traits, that we are pinpointing, that we're going to say, this is going to feed into a powerful, strong, supportive, healthy, positive relationship. And I think if we're really pushed against the wall, we all know the answers. We're all looking for the same recipe, the same ingredients. Respect. How high would we rate that on the scale? Let's say between 0 and 10. Where would we put that on the scale? What number would we score it? In terms of looking for someone who has the ability to demonstrate respect to another person. A 10! Love. A 10! Appreciation. A 10. Gratitude. Pretty much the same thing as appreciation. Sensitivity. Consideration. Empathy. How much would you rate that? How important is empathy in a relationship? To hear the other person's feelings and actually feel for that person. Patience. How high would we rate patience? Twelve, thank you. (laughs) How high would we rate noticing the other person takes care of their personal health. That they're responsible in the way they dress, eat, diet, exercise, sleep, vacate, take time off, relax how important would we say when we think about it noticing financial responsibility not necessarily success which is a nice bonus too but financial responsibility when we listen to the way the other person earns, spends, saves, invests and listen to the way that it's perhaps based on principle, as opposed to emotion. How strong is that when we ask ourselves in real marriage and in raising kids how important is financial responsibility managing finances in a responsible way over and above even financial success in terms of a high salary, high commission. When we think about it, financial responsibility is probably the greater measure of what's going to lead to less friction between a spouse and their spouse when it comes to finances than how much money they actually have in their account and the same with raising our children if we were to answer the question would you prefer to have unlimited amount of money to give your kids or that they would enjoy financial responsibility and with the principles that govern that responsibility be more able to enjoy their finances and build it and maintain their wealth? I think we would all answer I would rather the latter for my children. So when we're going on the dating process and we're looking for little subtleties or clues or we're asking openly about how to in finances. How to in taking care of one's health. We start to realize that there's a, a wide gamut of what we're looking for. Respect, love, appreciation, gratitude, sensitivity, empathy, taking care of one's health, taking care of one's finances. How about spiritual growth, personal growth, in terms of Jewish identity, the values, the learning, a connection to community, connection to Spiritual values, connecting to God, prayer, the study of what prayer is so that I can appreciate and understand what I'm saying the concept of learning about practices and observances so that if or when I embrace any particular observance and want to incorporate it into the marriage in Shabbos, in keeping kosher In passing this on to the next generation, our children How important is it? That we notice that in the dating process the person we are dating has a desire for personal growth spiritual growth because it's not only the person I'm interested in looking at right now but who they're growing into who they're becoming and what their goals are spiritually and personally extended relationships watching how another person that we're in a date with gets along with other people close family how important on a scale of 0 to 10 would you and I score in rating someone that you're dating in how well they respect their father and their mother and their siblings how well they get along despite the differences how well they manage the differences and then how well they get along with extended family and other relationships, whether it be a roommate, co worker, the boss, clients, in the whole gamut, we realize that what's known nowadays as the emotional IQ of sensitivity, appreciation, gratitude, love, consideration, appreciation, respect, loyalty, trust, integrity. These are very heavy values that are very much part of the ingredients that we need to see on the package the recipe that says this is what you will find inside this relationship And that surely is what we all know is what we are all looking for (coughs) And even if we're not looking to score a 10 on every (coughs) one of those because we're realistic in terms of where you and I and everyone is on the scale where up and down in different areas but at least we should be scoring a pass mark on most of those especially respect loyalty trust appreciation so when we say the commandment number one is thou shalt remember the purpose of dating we know that the purpose of dating is embellically related to emotional iq in hebrew we call it midot avot the correct measures, positive measures of a person. Midot means measures, it also translates as character traits. The personality, virtues, qualities that we are truly looking for. And once it's very clear that those are the real priorities, who the person is in those areas, our antenna, so to speak, our focus, our mindset, our attitude the critical lens that we place in front of our eyes while looking at the date and listening to them speak and respond to the waiter, to the person in the toll at George Washington Bridge, or to a cellular phone call and how they manage to get rid of the call, how they cut off abruptly or not abruptly, or how they manage to talk to their difficult mother or father. These are all clues, we know, that help fill in the scorecard, so to speak, of what really counts, what what the purpose of dating is. In a sense, we are all salespeople by default. Salespeople in the sense that whatever role we play, whether it's in the workplace, we're selling ourselves, we want to be as valuable as possible, because if they're going to cut down If they're going to downsize the company, then those of less value are going to go before those of more value. The client that has more value on track record or potentially, is going to be the one that's going to receive the most attention. Because again, they are offering most value in the relationship. Here it's money. We're salespeople when we're parents, we're selling to our children our values. We are salespeople by default. On a dating process, forgive me for using the analogy, it's no less the same process that we're selling ourselves. How we dress, how we speak, how we respond spontaneously from our guts, when we are pressed or have to endure a little bit of irritation, when we have to answer a difficult person, how to negotiate a deal that is not necessarily the terms we want and how we talk to the person that we're dating about the things we go through how we talk respectfully or not about our parents respectfully or not about our boss respectfully or not about our clients or co-workers or siblings how we talk about life in general these are all reflections of who I am in terms of my intrinsic value. How respectful, how understanding, empathetic, considerate, sensitive. All that we demonstrate in every area, whether it's at a restaurant, whether it's going through a toll, whether it's discussing our view about the movie, whether it's talking about future values, what to incorporate in child raising. All that's a reflection of where we are holding in the moment. And so we're selling ourselves in that moment. What I want to accomplish by making this statement is that what I sell myself when I'm exposed to a potential spouse is the value I'm offering in terms of sensitivity, respect, love, appreciation, all that we listed. These are the ingredients of whatever level we are demonstrating That creates the total value that we're offering to the person that we're in the dating process with and this brings us to the bottom line purpose of dating from a Torah perspective and that is number one I'm really in this process to learn about me because how I talk what I say the tonality the intensity of anger or how I fought it through and learned to be serene and be at peace with what's not easy in my life and not surrender in the sense that I give up but no handle it from a perspective of inner strength as opposed to emotion of anger or frustration or revenge or bitterness the value I'm offering to a potential spouse is also teaching me where I am now And if I'm consistently the same, on any negative emotion, whether it's easy to anger, low in frustration, fast to lose my patience, not easily listening and empathetic. If I'm consistently that way, that is the score I'm going to be offering on those areas to a relationship. Not just in the dating, but in the marriage as well. Where am I in my personal growth, in my spiritual growth, in working on that? The dating process is the mirror and magnifying glass to help give me feedback about me. So essentially, I'm learning about me. Number two, the dating process is not just teaching me about me, the where I become aware of the level of patience, appreciation, gratitude, consideration, empathy, listening, generosity, in the dating process where I'm aware of that not just the other person on the receiving end monitoring me, where I'm aware of myself and therefore can make adjustments based on the fact that I'm aware of my lack of patience or lack of empathy or lack of sympathy or sensitivity in particular encounters conversations, that's where I move on to number two which is I'm refining my skills between myself and other people and one of the places to practice that is in the dating process I'm going through a process of not only learning about myself but I'm practicing on you not because you're the guinea pig I'm practicing on every potential spouse Not just where I am now, but how I'm going to change tomorrow. By the way I ask forgiveness. By the way I notice that I was not considerate or sensitive. And mention it next time we talk or soon after we say goodbye. So that you become aware that I'm aware of insensitivities or inconsistencies. So we are number one, refining ourselves, number two, we're refining our bain Adam Nechaveror, our relationship skills with other people. Thirdly, we are really looking for a marriage partner. To build a home, a Jewish home, to share Jewish values, and pass them down to the next generation. Moving on, number two, thou shalt learn one lesson about thyself, From each date. The suggestion here is the following less important than how many dates I've been on till now, it's only 456 (laughs) dates (laughs) in the last five months. 1,001 dates. The question is not how many dates I have been on, but how many adjustments, how many lessons, even if they're very small distinctions, in my personal awareness of sensitivity, consideration, appreciation, giving, consideration, gratitude, respect, trust, loyalty, integrity, Love. how we are doing means the more dates we've been on the more experience we can call upon the more lessons we've been through the more practice we've had the stronger better we get if I'm looking to only find miss mr. right I hope it's the next date I really do I'm just so exhausted I'm exasperated I'm beginning to give up hope This is ridiculous, I mean, 675 dates, this is madness! Mm -hmm. If I'm focusing on the number and who's next in line and whether it's going to be the right person or not is it possible that I'm losing focus of what the other person is really going to get and that is the added value of who I am because of the 678 lessons I bring to the next date and if it's not that date, the 677 lessons I bring to the one after it. It's who I've grown to become through my past experiences that counts far more than who I'm dating, which number date I'm on, and the focus of whether they're going to be the right person for me. A suggestion is to keep a simple journal and I mean by that very simple, that after each date, identify perhaps no more than one distinction, lesson, that I can take from what I just went through, that is news about me. Or news, it's a Hidish. it's a new distinction, a new insight, a new level of clarity about how I show interest, take interest, give appreciation, I'm sensitive, When I'm in the presence of another person. And the more I remain focused on how I'm learning about me. And what I'm giving to the other person. The more value I'm bringing to the next date. And the next. Even if I'm dating the same person and now it's the 3rd or 4th or 5th date with that person. Each time I go home and put in the laptop. Or my notebook or whichever a one line this is what I got from tonight this is what I got from lunch today this is what I saw about myself this is how I saw I was sensitive appreciative or lacking and we add them up and review them is it possible that as we put this on paper and review them I'm learning to be more acutely aware of my behaviors my patterns of giving or lack of, my patterns of sensitivity and respect, of trustworthiness when it comes to talking about other people, how integral am I about not sharing personal information that might be confidential, and if I do that with this person, is it possible that I'm also saying that if I'm telling you private information about another person, isn't it true that I'm more likely to do that about you when I see someone else? So, if I show you that I'm not so willing to disclose something that is very private or confidential to someone else and enable you to see, wait a minute, if I'm trustworthy, integral, if I'm showing that level of loyalty, this is a lesson not only about who I am, but you get the value of this is trust. This is the loyalty that they demonstrate in a relationship. Especially watch out for the Midot Tovat, the positive character, personality traits in England, America. Psychology has now renamed this the emotional IQ. The sensitivity, the love consideration, these are what we have to watch out for. Taking an interest in the other person, being fascinated, the listening, the empathy learning one lesson from each date means preparing myself before the date very easy, very simple I am walking into this date with the expectation that I'm going to notice something that I was not uh, so aware of about me And about my giving about me in my personal growth and about my giving my giving of respect appreciation empathy love gratitude I'm going to some I'm going to notice something new whether it's an improvement or whether it's a lack of one of those virtues because everyone knows that we're all looking for essentially the exact same ingredients essentially And we also know that when it comes down to the bottom line, no matter how successful and accomplished each person is in their own area of expertise, no matter what letters you can read behind their name when they give you their business card, no matter what position they hold in the corporate world, no matter how impressive their salary or car or outer image is, we all know that that aside, what's going to make The marriage, or break it, is not that list as much as the emotional IQ, our sensitivity and our respect and our loyalty and our trust and our giving and our appreciation, our gratitude, our love, our trustworthiness, sensitivity endurance of irritation, our patience, our strength to control ourselves, that instead of being angry and using sharp words I wait to hold out till I can speak to you without anger, resentment and bitterness We all know those are the ingredients that we're all looking for and we would rather that package than someone who's doing very well outwardly, very accomplished In the financial or corporate world perhaps even has earned the admiration and respect of their seniors and their clients and their employees because of the position they hold and how they hold it but we know that the bottom line is still how they're going to respect themselves and others on a one-to-one basis how they're going to respect those closest to them on a one-to-one basis is the real measure of who we are And so we all know deep down that that's where the real package is. Walking into a date expecting to learn a valuable insight about my character, about how I date, how I talk, how I listen. What completely new clarity am I going to learn from tonight's date? A question that we ask as we walk into the restaurant. Helps focus the mind to notice what is different about the way we are talking, listening, and thinking. What long-term qualities, what virtues from the emotional IQ that we listed, midot Tovah, the good character traits. What special qualities will I notice tonight about the person I'm dating? Helps focus our mind on what's good about the person. I look forward to noticing how my date responds to my renewed efforts to listen, to be sensitive, to notice, to be caring, to be empathetic, especially on personal issues, that they've had a hard day or a difficult relationship with a boss or a client or a coworker or a sibling or a landlady or a landlord or their parent or me. And now we talk about it, and I listen because yesterday I didn't listen so well, and they noticed the difference. Number three, thou shalt love thy date. Now, what does that mean? We are actually commanded, and this really is a command love others like you love yourself, includes the person one is dating can I be commanded to love if I don't feel love for that person but when we look carefully and it's not a class now on the definition of love but when we look carefully at the mechanics of love we discover that if God commanded love it has to be defined otherwise how can he make us accountable if it's just an emotion that's either there or not if he's commanding us to turn it on it first of all has to be a choice It must be attainable in order for us to be accountable for whether we did demonstrate and give love to others. And it must have a definition. And the basic definition is that when God commands us to love others, He's telling us to look for the virtues, look for the qualities, look for reasons that will cause us to love the other person. The emotion that we call love is the result of the formula of me looking for virtue in you which will equal love. Me looking for the virtue in music that I will then say I love music. It's because of these virtues which I'm noticing or experiencing. I love sports because of the workout or love winning or just enjoy the game or the team comradeship. Whatever virtues we find in anything that we say we love is the mechanic that equals what we call love. So when God says love your date it means look for reasons that will cause me to love this person. Look for qualities that will cause me to appreciate this person. Look for virtues that will cause me to appreciate this person. If I'm looking for reasons for why I don't want to continue dating this person I'm looking for reasons why this person is not right for me is it possible that I will lose out on the opportunities for noticing the potential virtues that could really make it work the potential qualities that could really make a marriage what happens if I don't find this person attractive, let's say physically, but they have a lot of patience? Very easy going. Is it possible that those two virtues alone could be so powerful in any relationship that perhaps for those two I should search a little deeper, a little broader, because is it possible that if there's minimal attraction on a physical level that that could still grow later if I become more and more attracted to the true beauty that the person is inside. It's interesting that in our command to love others, part of that mitzvah is to verbalize, I love you, but don't put the period there. Don't put the full stop there. I love you, blank, fill in the blank, because fill in the blank if your daughter comes home with a picture mommy do you like my picture in school and you say sandra this is so beautiful you're an artist do you necessarily believe mom but what happens if in scenario number two sandra comes home and says to mom or dad mom dad look at my picture and you say sandra what a beautiful picture look at the sun so yellow and orange and bright look at the rays coming off and the smile in the middle just like your smile and look at the straight lines that you made of the house and the green grass Oh, such a beautiful day in your picture it makes me want to smile Sandra you are a beautiful artist why does Sandra believe us the second time more than the first because if I just say you're great You're lovely, you're wonderful, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, you're special, I love you. You might not believe me, but if we spell it out and hook the reason on a specific encounter of what you did or said, now we are quantifying the reason, the mechanic, that equals the result called love and that person gets it wow they appreciate me because they love me because they find me attractive because they are attracted to my responsibility because and we fill in those blanks for them they feel connected it's interesting that in Hebrew love is the word Ahava which in the three-letter root Ohev is Aleph, Hey, vase. each letter being Lashon HaKodesh, the Holy Tongue, God's language this means that if this is a language which God utilized to create the universe He spoke and there was light If speech came before creation, if speech preceded physical reality, that means speech created physical reality. That means the words in Hebrew define reality. The word love in Hebrew, each letter of the Hebrew alphabet has its own meaning. Aleph means one. Bet means two. Hey means giving. One giving to another. Aleph, Hey, Vase. Love is the mechanic of one person giving appreciation to another ask yourselves if it's true that when we identify who did we feel most loved and appreciated most respected for in our lives most admired for and we can remember as children even as adults people whether it was parents an uncle and aunt a teacher that honed in on a specific virtual quality about us and verbalized it quantified it described it detailed it And we felt appreciated, loved, unjudged, accepted. So the formula is clear, thou shalt love thy date means uh, look for the reasons that will cause me to enjoy your presence, to like you, to love you. The Peleyoet, one of our famous works on ethical conduct, tells us that our greatest craving is to be appreciated it's the greatest craving in the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual wiring that God deliberately designed in a human being the desire to be appreciated and as much as maybe if the propaganda is true that one-third of the people on this planet go to sleep starving of food it's possible that more than two-thirds go to bed Starved of appreciation That what we crave for more than anything Even more than the wage packet is the appreciation the boss gives us The money helps don't get me wrong Even more than the lifestyle that our spouse our spouse is able to provide Is the life Appreciation of our qualities that they provide More than our children want our physical material support they want our emotional giving that tells them I'm loved appreciated considered I'm sensitive I'm sensitized in the eyes of my parents the minds of my parents they care and love and I have I have a big place in their heart every time we spell it out we are investing in that relationship and the reason why it's true is because it's reality. God created us Tselem Elohim. In Genesis chapter 2, the description of man being created, man and woman, is that we created Tselem Elohim. Reflections of God. God has no physical attributes. So what do we mean when we are a reflection a Tselem, a reflection of God, an image of God? It's referring to the spiritual qualities, the emotional qualities, the giving, the love Which is part of God? The mercy, the consideration, the patience How many times we ignore his existence and he still gives us our lives How many times we ignore our spouse or our children Or we don't give consideration sufficiently to the date And yet if they are enduring and sensitive, considerate merciful, compassionate enough to give us another and another and another chance is it possible that that will ignite in us the desire to give back and so Tzalem Elohim the image of God that's in each of us means that when we ignite a virtue in the other person by noticing it verbalizing it, spelling it out, detailing it, reviewing it they will want to do the same in kind and if they've been hurt many times if they've been abused God forbid it may take them much more to trust us before they open up and share and reciprocate but the wiring is still the same God says the law of reciprocation is that when we invest sincere love sincere appreciation in another person, it will come back. el-Panim, like the face is reflected in water. Ken lev adam, adam says King Solomon, the wisest of all, said that when we smile at water, the water reflects our smile. But when we give of ourselves from our heart, it penetrates the other person. Guarantee that even if it takes a few hundred thousand attempts, you're going to turn them around. And the how-to of this is in number four, Thou shalt ask domino questions. Domino questions means ask leading, revealing, unfolding questions. What do I mean by that? We all crave appreciation. It's not about selfishness, it's not about arrogance. That's the reality. We all want to be truly admired for our true essence and our true virtues. And even if we aren't, haven't fully developed those virtues if you're going to notice them in another person and stick to it they're going to appreciate and want to hold themselves to the standard that you are holding them to. And so the number 4 of this Thou shalt ask domino questions means on the dating process taking a personal focus looking specifically to find out what the other person likes the most what they love the most what they enjoy the most whether it's food, music, sport, career personal growth, spiritual values whatever we can find by the questions we ask about what you like most about your job and what you enjoy most about your relationships what do you find most satisfying in life what have been the happiest moments by cluing into what gives them a life force, what makes them feel happy, what makes them notice that life is good and capitalizing on that question by getting the answer and then using the answer to dig further and get them to speak more and more about what they like what they enjoy what they have the most pleasure from and what you are essentially doing is enabling them to describe what virtues they deeply connect to and why And by listening carefully and allowing the questions to unfold more and more and helping them to open up more and more, what we are doing is discovering what counts in their lives. What do they give the most time, effort, energy, thought, focus? What counts for them deeply? And then we can more easily ask ourselves, is that in tune to my Line, direction of growth. Is that what I'm looking for? Is that part of my mindset? Is that my attitude? Do I find that also virtuous? This is what information, revelation, unfolding, a domino effect by asking questions which are focusing specifically on what the other person enjoys the most, or likes, has pleasure from, in every area of their lives whether it's you're talking about finances what is it you enjoy about finances besides the money what is it that you get a kick and get fascinated get interested in finding that out what's going to happen to that person when they find someone's asking them about the things they love the most now if they're very untrusting they might not want to let you in and they might close up right there but if it's sincere and it's genuine and it's real and there's no hidden agenda, it's not manipulation it's in order to really learn about you what's going to happen? are they going to walk away feeling oh boy, this guy knows too much or are they going to walk away saying wow, they really got out of me what I enjoy the most and let me ask you when we're speaking about our favorite sport our favorite personalities, our favorite food, our favorite music our favorite lifestyle or things that we enjoy doing when we've got <coughs> extra time, our favorite method of relaxation, and we are talking about that. Do we feel low or high? Do we feel unsatisfied or do we feel very satisfied? Here I am, excited, even passionate about what I'm talking about, and you are the one who's triggering it off. What does that do to the dynamic? What does that do to the relationship? This is not manipulation. Manipulation is where I've got a specific agenda to hit you or hurt you by entering into your personal, private zone. No, this is about learning about you. And I'm also learning how to take interest, to be fascinated and to connect deeply. In Hebrew, the term used for finding the right partner the Talmudical language used is Metziyut hazivuk*, which does not translate as searching for the right partner it correctly and accurately translates as finding the right personality in each potential person Metziyut hazivuk* means Finding You can only find something that's already there So if we're looking for the good, the virtues We're looking to understand what gets that other person happy What they get the most pleasure from What they feel most connected to We are helping find the potential good and virtue and quality in every potential spouse Besides asking questions, being very good at listening. Being empathetic for what they felt in their positive emotions and negative emotions. It helps in the other person opening up and feeling admiration, feeling appreciation and enjoying the date. Walking away saying, you know what, I really enjoyed myself.